listening to From the City Desk. I'm Hannah Purdy. And I'm Chris McCart. And it is almost August, which means it is time to talk about July's BMA meetings. Also means it's one more month gone from this year, which is a positive thing, right? I agree. I think that we're all ready to get out of 2020. <laughs> so yeah, we had, uh, you know, two meetings in the month of July. And of course, you know, we talked a lot last month of July or June, actually, was kind of the month that we move the budget through the process. You know, it's been presented, it's been now approved. And so you kind of start getting back into some of the more regular things of the in the month of July. One of the things that we've really missed, and I know the board enjoys this, the community enjoys this, are those recognitions and presentations that we do at the beginning of our meetings, our Tuesday night meetings. And with the coronavirus and having to restrict access into uh, the boardroom, in some cases being completely electronic for our board meetings, that's one of the things that's kind of been pushed to the side. And so in the month of July, we had uh, two uh, great recognitions. Uh, The first one went to a young lady named uh, Maggie Seymour. Maggie uh, is actually a contemporary of my daughter, so I've known Maggie for some time, an outstanding family. And Maggie uh, received a relatively new award that the mayor has developed called the Spirit of Kingsport. And she received this for her work to rescue a young lady who uh, had uh, gone missing in her neighborhood. And Maggie, along with others, went uh, searching for her, but it was Maggie that ultimately found her. If you know Maggie, this should come as no surprise to you, but it was a great Uh, opportunity to recognize her and to just publicly thank her you know oftentimes we see these things we you know you hear about this uh, you often ask yourself if I was in this situation what would I do and uh, it's great to see a young lady uh, step up and say you know what I'm I'm going to do my part and and go try to find this young lady so congratulations to her uh, at our second meeting, uh, kind of the table was reversed a little bit. Typically, we recognize someone for what they've done. It's rare that someone actually comes in and recognizes us. But that did happen it this time. Did. It did. It was great. And uh, that was done by Mr. Judd Teague, who is the director of Visit Kingsport, which is our convention and visitors bureau. Uh, Judd was the, I mean, my goodness, he was the sole individual that kind of led the charge. Uh, He likes to say he had a lot of help, but Judd was the guy who got up every single day to try to figure out how to bring a miracle field to Kingsport. And Judd did an outstanding job of raising awareness, uh, raising dollars, uh, convincing the Board of Mayor and Alderman to uh, contribute to over half of the cost of this great facility that's located at Brickyard Park. If you haven't been up there, Take a look. It's it's a beautiful facility. It's complemented by a great playground that was donated by Blue Cross Blue Shield. And so Judd came to the Board of Mayor and Alderman meeting and uh, presented the board with this very nice, uh, very heavy. <laughs> I got a chance to hold that in the hallway. It is substantial. <laughs> it, it is. It's a, it's a piece of crystal that has uh, the uh, miracle field mascot uh, embedded in it, uh, has the city of Kingsport name and and the date that it was uh, delivered to us. And that will be something that we will treasure. You know, when we, when you walk into city hall and as you kind of walk through the lobby, you'll notice that there's several plaques and pictures and 
you know, just a few things of the many things that really highlight the greatness of this city. And this is definitely one of those items that we've got to figure out a way to display that. Right now, it's sitting in my office on the conference room. It was the only thing that we felt like was sturdy <laughs> enough to hold this piece of crystal. Uh, but it's a it's a great representation. And it will be something that uh, we will point to many, many times in the future as part of really what makes Kingsport so special. And that's that coming together of uh, the citizens, the businesses to to see something, to go after that vision and to achieve it. So as we now kind of get into some of the uh, some of the business that took place um, in the month of July, we'll kind of begin with the the first meeting in uh, on July seventh, and really the there's probably two big things that I want to highlight. The first one is the long-awaited award of bid for the Stone Drive sidewalk. This is a project that we announced to the board for the very first time. I think back in 2016. Wow. It's not uncommon for a project like this to, especially if a grant project, to have to go through multiple phases to ultimately get to the construction phase. Great thing about this project, 95% of the funding came from the state of Tennessee. And so the city of Kingsport was only required to, at the end of the day, put up around seventy-five dollars to $80,000 to go towards uh, this project that is going to serve us in a lot of ways. You know, you think about how Stone Drive has evolved over the years. Initially, it was, in some regards, a bypass uh, for the city. And then over time, it became a more more of a commercial district. And that commercial area became more and more dense. And you also began to see an increase in traffic as a result of the commercial district building up and the increase in population within our city and within greater Kingsport. Over time, you then would see the Kingsport Area Transit Service come into play and multiple stops, for obvious reasons, are along Stone Drive. In addition to that, you've seen in recent years an increase in the number of folks that will utilize Stone Drive for to walk, and many of these folks are going to work. So a sidewalk will really help from a safety standpoint. It'll help the folks that are uh, utilizing transit as they stop and go from uh, various destinations or go to various destinations, I should say, along Stone Drive and really just uh, takes something that when you look at the origins of Stone Drive and then you look at how it has evolved, it has become a much more urban uh, setting, a much more commercial setting than uh, that original intent. And that's part of our responsibility to manage the uh, transportation network, all forms of the transportation network, whether that's through vehicle, pedestrian, multimodal, which would be your transit. Uh, we, we have a responsibility to, to do that. So the other item that the, the board passed that I think is of importance is an, an item that we've been talking about for some time. And it really came up in conversations we had back in February with the board when we had kind of a strategic planning session. Uh, we sat down, spent the better part of the day talking about a lot of items that we wanted to move forward. And that was this idea of software and really just in, in summary, technology improvements that we would make to our building department and to our codes department. And as we stepped back and looked at this, this was something that the staff had identified a couple of years ago. You know, the funding just wasn't there. Uh, to make this happen, but we realized um, as we moved through the year that this was something that we needed to do. Uh, we realized that many other cities had this in place, and there was a tremendous amount of benefit. You don't always do something because another city has it, but when you see the benefits, 
it's a good idea to put it in place. Right, let them play test it first. Yeah, they, they definitely have worked out all the kinks, to say the least. But what this software is designed to do, it really aids our building inspectors. And, and in return, it, it aids builders and developers looking to do business in Kingsport. So we have the opportunity, once this software is put in place, to be able to um, fit our building inspectors with iPads or tablets that allow them to go out in the field. They'll be able to take pictures of what they're um, inspecting, to be able to send that information back to the builder to let them know that it passed or it needs the following things done before it can pass. It also helps us internally as we manage through uh, plan review. So plan review is when a developer submits to us or a builder submits to us plans. Uh, whether that's for residential, commercial development, uh, we'll be able to see internally the process that's going on, the communication and everything going back and forth between the staff as well as to the developer so that they see real time what is taking place. So it, it creates a tremendous amount of internal efficiencies. It creates a tremendous amount of communication improvements back to uh, developers within our city. And it's something that I know we have probably been a little late to the game to, to get in place, but now that we are, we're really looking at a lot of positive things coming as a result of that. The big thing for me when when I took this job was really to make sure that Kingsport was positioning itself to be uh, known as one of the top cities in, in the region for development, that if you came here and developed, we would make the process easy for you, that you would understand what our rules and regulations are, this is getting us one step further to, to that communication process. Okay, so that was the first meetings of July. The second meetings, well, you were here for the work session, but you actually weren't here for the business meeting. Yeah, I was not. I had to travel to Nashville for uh, some business related to some economic development work that we're doing here. And so I, I had to, to miss the meeting. But the show uh, went on. The show went on. Uh, Deputy City Manager Ryan McReynolds uh, carried the board through that, and from what I understand, he did a great job. He did. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad <laughs> to hear that. I really should bring him in here to do this part of the the podcast, right? Yeah, we'll just swap you guys out. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. You're right. interchangeable now, right? <laughs> yes, yes, we are. You know, there was really uh, three primary things from, from the July 21st meeting that I wanted to highlight. Uh, the first of, is the Bays Mountain Park Tower Agreement that we made with AEP. Um, this is something that we have actually been working on for about two years. Uh, it's hard to believe uh, two individuals within our uh, city staff have done an outstanding job on this. Rob Cole, who's the Bays Mountain Park manager, and then Ken Weems, who is our planning manager, really just did an outstanding job walking this project through a lot of questions, a lot of tests and trials to make sure that at the end of the day, we were making the best decision for the park and for the community. Kind of back up on this a little bit. AEP notified us two years ago regarding the need to increase the size of the tower, the communication tower that they have on Bays Mountain. We went through a lot of different um, variations of what this could potentially look like from asking the question, could it be co-located? Uh, what would become of the, the site that you presently have? How tall is this going to be? And so if over the, the last couple of years you've seen a, a balloon that looks like a small blimp flying on top of Bays Mountain, that was us doing some tests to get an idea of how tall this would be. 
Right, because a lot of the concern is like we want to preserve the way that Base Mountain looks as it is. We don't want to have too many towers up there, right? That's right. And the Base Mountain Park Commission has really been proactive in saying we do not want to increase the number of towers on the mountain. And if there's ever opportunities to consolidate, they want those to be fully vetted before a decision is made. And so kind of knowing all of that, knowing what the Base Mountain Park Commission, whether it was the present commission or past commissions, had asked us to do, we went down that path of kind of asking all those questions. Long story short, end of the day, uh, the decision was made to vacate the existing tower that is there that property then would be donated back to base mountain park so we had this opportunity to remove a tower and then to go over to an existing pad site and rebuild a new tower which is what aep will be doing the city will lease this space to aep so it will not be sold to them while there will be uh, the same amount of towers one will be a little bit taller uh, we were able to achieve a lot of the, the goals that we had. And, you know, the Base Mountain Park Commission is one of those commissions that I probably never say enough about. They do an outstanding job of being the caretakers or the shepherds of this, um, this amazing asset we have. But as I told the board in the prep up to the meeting on the 21st, when you take an item such as this that's, you know, somewhat controversial, and you see a favorable recommendation come from the Base Mountain Park Commission, rest assured that it has been fully vetted, that they have looked at all their options, and at the end of the day, they believe this was the right thing to do. And so uh, my, my hat's off to the commission, my hat's off to Rob and Ken for the outstanding work they did, and then also to AEP, uh, who really did a great job working with us. They understood from, from day one what they were asking and what we needed uh, to have in order to be able to approve that. So the other two items that I wanted to highlight both have to do with lease agreements, but they also signify for one, um, kind of a reminder of something pretty unique. And then, then also the other for just an amazing partner partnership. That partnership that I'm talking about is for or is with Northeast state and for their management of the academic village. Uh, since we, really opened up the academic village. I guess you got to go all the way back to probably 2000 when uh, we were moving forward with a the need for a new transit center. And there's a lot of, of conversation going on in Nashville about looking at ways to provide transportation, childcare, and higher education. And we kind of did all that in one area of there where Blazer Wilson Hall sits now. And from that, we really grew the academic village by adding I think four additional buildings. Uh, but the one that we took action on the other night was to renew the lease agreements with Lincoln Memorial University, a university that has been with us really since opening the higher ed center. And then also with East Tennessee State was somewhat of a newcomer, but they definitely continue to have a strong presence within our region. And so to once again approve these and, and approve these at a time when we are kind of uncertain as to what the education uh, is going to look like. A lot of questions are still out there and a lot of things still being debated, uh, but this is a very strong partnership. Of course, the city has a great relationship with Northeast State and the work they do within our academic village. So really, uh, really excited to be able to once again do this uh, lease renewal. The other thing is uh, new lease agreements for uh, the nonprofit center at VO Dobbins. So in 2008, 
2009, we were in the middle of the Hope 6 project in the Riverview community, making a lot of improvements to the neighborhood in general. And with that was the renovation and then the addition of some space at the O'Dobbins. And uh, I had just moved into the city manager's office at that time. John Campbell was the city manager. Dennis Phillips was the mayor. But one of the things that we set out to do in this is we knew we wanted to renovate the O'Dobbins, which is the, the former Douglas High School. And we also knew that we needed to make some additions to really better suit not only the community, but also the city. One of those additions that we made was what we refer to as the nonprofit tower. It's a three-story addition that we made to the O'Dobbins. And the, the mission and the goal for that was to have a facility that would house our nonprofits. And we talked a lot about the fact that we had nonprofits within our city that needed to focus more on their mission and less on their facility, maintenance of the facility, and whether or not they could pay rent. One of the things that I was tasked with doing was working at that time uh, with Doris Bush, who was the director of the United Way, and identifying a lot of the nonprofits within our community. And over time, uh, we reached out to a host of folks and were successful in filling up that wing with, with local nonprofits. Having them together, having the, the ability for them to share information, to share resources, uh, to be in a building that really better suited their needs was uh, a longstanding vision of a lot of folks within our community. And so to bring that together and then to kind of fast forward, I think we opened in 2009, and then now to get to the point of uh, renewing these lease agreements is, is a special time just from the standpoint that it it really signifies, again, I repeat, I said this earlier, I repeated one of those special things about Kingsport, you know, just the fact that we have this facility. It's a facility that has been viewed by folks all across the state, all across the Southeast. Uh, they love the idea, but have really struggled to um, kind of recreate that in their hometown. So it's pretty unique for us. But within that um, lease agreement that we renewed, we renewed the leases for the United Way for the Palmer Center Foundation, Sons and Daughters of Douglas, the Inner City Ballet Theater, Mountain Region Speech and Hearing, American Legion, Big Brother Big Sister, and Susan G. Komen. All of those groups are nonprofits in the, the nonprofit wing of that facility. So that wraps up our review of some of the highlights from July from the BMA meetings. And I always encourage you, if you want more information about the agenda, uh, and some of the other items that were discussed and approved by the board to go to kingsporttn.gov where you can click on agendas and minutes and you'll see the dates there for the those meetings. So that's it, Hannah. Thank you for the information, Chris. Thank you.